The Podcast Revolution Network is a collective of independent broadcasters banded together for mutual support, success, and to raise new voices to our platform. Our shows are made possible through listeners like you supporting our cause. For more information on supporting Podcast Revolution, please visit podrev.org. That's P-O-D-R-E-V dot org. Thank you. Well, hello, hello. How are you doing? How are you doing? This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. This is the S. Anthony Thomas, and this is episode number two, three, four. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How are you doing? Hello, bastards. How are you doing? You know, folks, I want to thank you very much for your uh, response to last week's episode and also the all the other ones. You've been very, very cool. I appreciate the, the kind words and the emails and the shout outs and the love and everything. <clears throat> and there were some people that wrote to me saying, you know, this is the first time I ever listened to your show, dude. And then they went on to say wonderful things. I'm not going to repeat the wonderful things that they said, because when someone gives you a wonderful compliment, you thank them. But you don't want to repeat it because let's be honest, if somebody gives you a compliment, that's that cool. Literally just saying it out of your mouth, you feel like a douche because it's almost like, you know, I just want to tell you guys how incredible I am. And here's some other people that think I'm awesome. Also, I can't do that. But but thank you very much for the compliment. You guys, you guys are the fact that you enjoy this crap makes me feel good. I'm going to cough now. Excuse me. See, I share all the inside information with you. Most people would have edited that out, but I'm not most people. I'm too damn awesome from that, judging by your emails. <laughs> oh, crap, I just, never mind. <laughs> Seriously, though, thank you guys very much for the kind words. I appreciate it. Uh, I just want to complain right now. Is that all right? And I know what you're going. You're going, this is your 234th episode, and quite frankly, you've been complaining for 234 episodes, including this one, and you've been complaining for almost three years because at the end of October will be your third year doing this crap. And I would just have to say, yeah, well, you know what you signed up for. Now shut up and listen, damn it. <laughs> now, I told you guys about uh, about the car, uh, about my car getting jacked up, right? And uh, we're still, I'm still trying to get in contact with, I mean, I can get in contact with the guy, but it's very, very difficult to line up a time where I can get it repaired and he's there and I'm there and all of that kind of stuff. But that's beside the point. You know what else is, no one really is, is, is really horrible. And I actually put the near accident on my Twitter feed. I actually had my dash cam on, which I always do. And I showed, I put the video up on my, just the part where I almost got smashed into by another idiot. I shouldn't say another idiot because the first guy wasn't an idiot, but this, just the guy we had, a, we had an accident. But this, this other guy with the truck truly was an idiot. I'm visiting my friends and family back in my hometown. Some of my friends and family, <clears throat> Philadelphia. I go into Philadelphia. Everything's cool. I get near the old neighborhood. Everything's cool. I get, I'm starting to head towards the neighborhood where my family's in. I'm making a left and I have the green light as I'm making my left turn, which means on the left side, the, that traffic is supposed to stop. As I'm making my left turn, some idiot in a truck decides, why wait in line like every other car does? Why wait until the light actually changes? I'm an important human being, and it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks or what anyone else is doing or anyone else's physical safety. I'm going to cut out of this line of traffic and zoom across this intersection because F everybody, that's why. So I make my left turn on the green light, meaning I have the right of way. This person cuts out of a line of traffic and zooms in towards me, almost runs into my car, and I honk the horn 
to stop him. He stops just before he hits my car. Then he peels around my car and stomps on the gas to get away like I was going to chase him. And I'm sitting there going, how many times in life do you think if we actually followed people around that did, did things that are that stupid? The person that zooms through the red light, the person that tailgates you and zips around you when you're already going faster than the speed limit, the person that does all of these stupid things. How many what do you think the percentage is of times that that person is doing that for a reason that would make you less likely to want to drop kick him if he got an opportunity to? Right. What do you think the odds are that someone's at their house beating their family up? What do you think the odds are that there's a pregnant woman in the car? What do you think of the odds that they're in that car? And if that car slows down, that driver and Keanu Reeves are going to blow up if the car goes below a certain speed limit. And they're really just doing nothing more than saving people's lives by keeping the car moving. What do you think the odds are of that? Zero. Me too. Now, I'm sure there's one person that in the history of the world that did that for a legitimate reason, but that probably happened sometime back in the 70s. Everybody else, huge douchebags. Yeah, that's right. But I often wondered about that. I mean, seriously, you know, because people do a lot of dumb stuff now that makes you wonder what the deal is with them. You know, I'm, I'm watching, uh, uh, I, go leave the, I go to see the family and then I come home and I sit down with my sandwich and I'm turning the TV on and I'm watching some political crap on television. And I'm at the point now where I watch just, I watch enough politics and I'm, and I'm aware enough that when a politician lies, I immediately know they're lying because I've already done the research on the fact that they're lying. But what amazes me is everybody that I know and a lot of people have smartphones in their hands. And a smartphone does several things, one of which records high-quality audio and video. The second allows you access to the Internet, and the third allows you to upload information to the Internet, which means you could literally videotape something a politician is saying, then go online, fact-check the politician, find evidence that the politician lied, and then upload what the politician said, plus information proven that the politician lied. And you can all you can do all of that inside of 15 to 30 seconds, which makes me wonder why they even bother lying like they do in the first place, because um, we're going to catch you. But then I realize it doesn't really matter because people are fucking stupid. They will look at a politician, know that the politician is lying, and they're so busy following the politician and loving this particular person that even though the person is lying their ass off, the person's closer to their ideology, and it doesn't matter if what they're doing is even going to hurt them. Oh, I'm going to listen to this person anyway. But then I thought about it. We're so busy fact-checking politicians. I realize now, and you should realize also, that the same thing that holds true for politicians being fact-checked by the smartphone could also apply to everyday people. You can fact-check the person lying to you right in your face with your smartphone. You could fact-check them right there. I'd like to be there, but I'm kind of caught in traffic. Oh, you're caught in traffic? Where you at right now? I'm at 6th and 15th Avenue. 
Really? Hold on for a second. Click. Check Google Maps. Click. 16th Avenue. Click. Traffic. Then it says, oh, well, really? Well, it says here on Waze and Google this and traffic that, that it's all green. You are not caught in traffic, you lying piece of shit. Get your ass here now like you were supposed to. But I, but, 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 but I did not realize that I was going to be caught in my lie, so I did not have any kind of backup plan, you know, a, a second lie to build up that I could use to get out of the fact that I lied in the first place. I know that. And by the way, you're kind of dumb. Even if you did have a second lie with me being infinitely more intelligent than you are, I would have debunked that lie also. So don't feel bad. I actually saved you some trouble. You would have come up with this second bullcrap lie. I would have debunked that. And each time you said something, you would have come up with a more embarrassing lie. I would have debunked that lie. And then I would have gotten angry at you. And then when you would come over to the house and, and showed up late when you should have been there on time because you're doing something dumb that you shouldn't be doing in the first place, you would have opened the door. I would have been in the running position. I would have run towards you at a high rate of speed, jumped until I was horizontal and drop kicked your punk ass down the steps. I'm saving you a trip to the ER. I'm saving you the opportunity to have these two size 12 feet bounce off your chest, punk. Now get your punk ass here. Your lie has been debunked by the smartphone, punk. <laughs> right? Because if you really think about it, our smartphones know so much about us. Lying is a waste of time. It used to be when, when someone with if your girlfriend picked up your phone, she would scroll through and maybe people were dumb enough to have pictures of girls, tits and buttocks and stuff. And she'd scroll through and she would immediately know that those were not her breasts and buttocks, because quite frankly, those aren't her breasts and buttocks. And she would wonder why you have pictures of somebody's breasts and buttocks. And then you'd go, oh. Oh no, I was, uh, that's just a, that was some girl sent me that that I, I I wasn't even in it. And then she'll look at it and go, so you're not in this. And then she'll see the little the little symbol on top of it and realize that it's not a picture, it's a video. And then she'll press it and she'll go, oh really? Well, let me just play this video. And if it's really just a porno movie, I'll apologize. But if it's not, let me press it. <clears throat> yeah, girl. Yeah, I'm going to record this on my phone. My girl don't know nothing. She never checks my phone. What you talking about? Yeah, girl, let's do this thing right here. You know what I mean? Are you sure? Because you, you told me that you didn't have a girlfriend and you just now referenced the girlfriend. I was just kidding about that. You know how sometimes guys joke. You know, so let's have lots of intercourse in front of this camera on my phone. And of course, I'll be smart enough to take the film of me having intercourse. Even though right now my face is fully into the camera, your face is fully into the camera. And there's actually a calendar on the wall showing the exact date that this is happening because all the other days are marked off for the next and there's a there's a there's a there's a, a clock underneath the calendar that shows the exact time so if my girlfriend was to actually see this film she would know one i'm having sexual intercourse with someone that's not her two the date that it's happening and three the exact time so if i was to come up with some kind of bullcrap story for where i am this film would completely debunk it and end my relationship well, my relationship would probably be ended after the vicious punch to the throat, but then that relationship would... See, there's film of you, right? Did you see this film, bastard? That ain't me. What do you mean it's not you? This is your face. This is you having intercourse. I see on the calendar, this is the day that you said you were out of town on work. I can see that you're watching a television station that is actually a television station for this particular city. I can see what time it is, and I can also see that you're having intercourse with that woman, and I can see your genitals, and they're not covered by a condom. Well, you have to understand something. Um, 
I am completely busted. I will now move my head to the side so you can get a clearer shot at my jaw when you punch me in the face. Because your phones know everything about your punk ass people. And that's why the smartphones are like the fact check machines that we carry around with us. I was using the, 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 the uh, because I, I, I have a GPS, but I started to use the GPS on my phone. And I didn't realize, and I know this is dumb, but because I just use my phone, I do social media stuff and I do some other things. But I didn't realize just how much information the phone has. And like I said, I know that sounds dumb. There's this thing on Google Maps called Timeline, right? And Timeline literally just shows exactly what it is, a timeline of where you drove. So there's these lines on the map that shows the trips that you make. I didn't realize that because I didn't use I was always using my my other GPS. I didn't realize it was that intricate. I mean, I know, I know that sounds dumb, but remember, this is my first smartphone. And if you've been listening to me for any length of time, you know that I had that corny ass phone that sucks because I'm one of those guys that will not give up on a piece of technology until it blows the hell up. And then when it blows the hell up, I will have already have saved up enough money to go and replace it, but I won't replace it until it blows the hell up. Well, my, my old phone, which sucked, which wasn't a smartphone, blew up, and then I immediately went out the same day and got the smartphone. Why don't you just get a smartphone phone before everybody else had one? Shut up, person who's, not really, who's really me. <clears throat> Back to what I was saying. So there's a timeline in the show, and I didn't realize that. And I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people that don't realize that because if you're not smart enough to take a video off your phone of you having intercourse with another woman, you're definitely not smart enough to realize that there's a timeline in your phone showing exactly where you drove. And I know there's a whole bunch of people out there lying their asses off about where they were, not realizing that at some point your girlfriend or your husband or whatever, your wife or your whatever, is going to grab that phone, go to Google Maps and click timeline. I would love to bust somebody out with that. I would love to do that. Man, it would be so cool to have, I mean, just to know that they don't know and have access to that information. Oh, oh my God, that would be the best. Uh, do me a favor, man. It's your turn to go over and, uh, and see grandma. So make sure you go see grandma because I, I went yesterday and I want to make sure that, that somebody's there every day, you know, to make sure everybody knows that somebody's, you know, keeping an eye on grandma so, so everything's cool. Yeah, of course I'm going to go, man. I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. Six hours later. So would you go see grandma? Oh, yeah, of course I want to go see grandma. Yeah, you know, I'm going to take care of grandma. Really? Yeah. Yeah, my phone's kind of dying. I'm, I'm charging my phone right now. I have my phone turned off right now because it charges faster when it's off. Can I borrow your phone? Oh, no problem, man. Hey, you got Google Maps on your phone too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, my GPS blew up, but I figured, what the hell, man? I got the GPS on the phone, so I might as well just use that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. You mind if I use Google Maps to map a trip for myself later on? No, no problem. Okay. <laughs> scroll, scroll, timeline, click. Today, click. So you went to see Grandma, huh? Yeah, it was definitely. Oh, yeah, and Grandma says hello, you know. <laughs> oh, oh, she did, did she? She did. So you went to Grandma's. You went to the old folks' home to see Grandma today, right, Jackass? Yeah, but what you call me Jackass for? Oh, no particular reason. <laughs> Could you come sit next to me within punching range, please? I mean, right next to me. <laughs> What's this? I don't know what is all these lines. Oh, you don't you don't know about the timeline function on your the Google crap thing crap. No, yeah. See, this these are all the lines. See, this is this is your, your girlfriend's house, right? This is your house. This is the pool hall. This is the store. This is a whole bunch of other stupid crap you did during the course of the day when you said you were too busy to help other people out in the family who've helped you out. And all the way over here with no line attached to it and indicating a trip by you with the phone that you carry at all times is the old folks home. 
And these are your trips today. And you did not go to the old folks' home. Shut up. So I'm supposed to believe that you, 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 what did you do? Leave your car and cell phone at your home, catch a bus all the way across town, go spend time with grandma, then catch a bus back all the way to where your car and cell phone were? Hmm, is that what you did? That, it would help me if you believe that. <laughs> well, you know what? You see this? This is the hospital. There's no line from the hospital to where we are right now, but there's about to be because could you stand right here, please? Why are you going all the way across the room? Why are you getting into the running position? Why are you running at me? Why are you in the air? Ow! You just got dropkick, punk. Now get in the car and go see Grandma right now before I kick you in the ass. Yeah, that's right. Your cell phone will tell on your punk ass. Your cell phone is like that little brother or that younger relative that's around you all the time that doesn't know when to shut the hell up and tells all of your punk ass business that's what the cell phone is it's a fountain of knowledge but it's also a friggin tattletale right if you get to oh i of course i turned off my cell phone bing, 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 bing. oh damn it i thought you turned your cell phone off now i wouldn't now i'll be honest with you i love my smartphone i'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna lie to you but i don't really have any secrets i don't have anything because like there's no one that's going to be able to tell me where I can go. So there'd be nothing for me to hide on my timeline. I, I, you know, I don't have a girlfriend right now. And even if I did, I don't give a crap if she looks through my phone. The hell do I care? I don't have any pictures of naked women on my phone. I don't have any secrets in my phone. I don't give a crap. But if I did have secrets on the phone, that phone would be just a friggin' little punk ass tattletelling bastard. And I know it. Hi, Assassin. Hey, what's going on, girl? Okay, um, could you do me a favor? Could you give my mother a ride to the airport? Oh, 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 I would love to give your mother who I really, really can't stand because she always thinks that everyone that ever dated you in history not only is not good enough for you, but doesn't deserve to live. But, uh, and also the simple fact that every time I'm alone with her, every single word out of her mouth is a really, really badly veiled insult. And, um, but, but uh, of course I would like to take that 35 minute trip in the car alone with your mother, because even though she kind of tempers her insults when you're in the car, now I'll be in the car alone with her for an extended period of time. And that's when she takes off her hat and her horns actually pop out of the top of her head. And then she takes her retractable tridents out of her purse because she's satan huh nothing <laughs> but i'm a little bit too busy i have a lot of stuff i mean i'm a comedian i do a podcast and everything and it's like you know i'm i mean i'm probably going to start having people on the show in 2017 so i gotta line some things up you know so maybe i, I really don't have a lot of time to take you uh to take your mom you know to uh the, the airport uh you know then that kind of, you know i would i would do it if i had to hi the hell's that uh this is s anthony's phone oh god is that the new thing called google tattletale yes you shouldn't have downloaded this app google tattletale oh god uh s anthony's girlfriend yes um his schedule is absolutely because he is he does in fact have a very very busy schedule see see the phone my phone my buddy my phone is now backing me up that i do in fact have a lot of things to do just not today and my phone is about to be pushed in water i'm water resistant i 
Uh, maybe my phone is going to be dropped on the floor. I'm also in a case. Oh, oh, maybe it might get hit by a car. You have insurance and there'd be another phone in the mail within a day with the, all the information backed up in it. So um, you might as well calm down. Damn. I'll just continue ruining your life now. It's Anthony's girlfriend. Yes, continue. He has the entire day clean. There's nothing going on today. In fact, usually on this day, he is busy the other six days of the week, really, really busy. But on this day of the week, he usually just sits at home. He doesn't even write jokes. This is his day off from working out. He literally doesn't do anything but watch YouTube videos and goes to porno sites and watches videos of uh, blazing milfs with big buttocks and small breasts. What? I I don't even know what the phone's talking about. I don't even know what a blazing mouth with small with, with medium sized breasts and big buttocks look like. Oh, you're right. He he is right. It was he does like to watch videos. I'm sorry. When I said small breasts, it's normally because he used to he used to go to blazing milfs with big breasts with gigantic breasts and big buttocks. But I made the mistake of of calling them small breasts, even though technically when he types in uh, on the phone. AKA me, he types in medium sized breasts, blazing melts with fat asses and medium sized breasts. So that, that was my fault. I just, I have no idea what the phone's talking about. I have evidence. <laughs> How much battery life do you have left? 94%. Oh, God. Wait a minute. Didn't you tell me that you don't even know anything about pornography? I, I don't know anything about pornography. Well, you kind of do. You have a double, double platinum membership to medium-sized breast blazing milfs with medium breast and fat asses. They actually have a they actually have an award named after you because you've been on the site so often. They have the S. Anthony Thomas blazing milfs with fat asses and medium-sized breasts award for other members who come close to accumulating the amount of points. The amount of points you have is, of course, the world record. <laughs> There's lots of S. Anthony Thomas's out there. No, there isn't. <laughs> Under normal circumstances, that would be a compliment, but in this particular case, this is not helping me. <laughs> and I'm still at 93%, so I don't think you're going to talk your way out of this by talking long enough to wear out the battery. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. These really are smartphones. So you're looking at Blasian Mills with, big, with medium breasts and big buttocks again. Well, you're a Blasian with medium breasts and a fat ass. Yes, so you should be looking at me. I'm the only Blasian with a fat ass and medium-sized breasts you should be looking at. <laughs> I was just doing that because I miss you so much. Yeah, we live in the same house. <laughs> but you went to the store and that took like 18 minutes. That's a long time for us to be apart. Not as long as we're going to be apart because you see this? You're not going to get anything, any of this anytime soon. <laughs> Thanks a lot, phone. Also, um, I'm going to block all the porno so you can't imagine you're getting it on with her while looking at the other Blasian milks on the porno site. <laughs> you ruined my life, phone. <laughs> I don't like humans. Okay, none of that actually happened. But what I'm saying is phones will tattletale on, tattletale on you. You know that. Right, but what other device do you know that can that will that will ruin your life like that? It's not your laptop, right? You, you can you you're so used to using laptops that you can immediately hide stuff on your laptop. You can make it hard for people to find crap that's disgusting about you on your laptop. But you become so comfortable with your phone. You become so comfortable with no one touching your phone because everyone has their own phone that you let your guard down, right? 
And then you all of a sudden, you, 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 your girlfriend picks up your phone and you have your phone set up where the code doesn't come on when it's inside your own house. Like when you leave your house, it automatically locks. But when you're in a safe place, you have it set up. Your home is a safe place. So when you put your phone down, it doesn't lock. Your girlfriend picks up your phone. And as soon as she picks it up, and you, as, as she picks the phone up off the table, her hand shakes because of the motion. And it automatically picks up where it left off. <gasps> Hey, girl, how are you? I understand you're a blazing milf with, with medium-sized breasts and a big butt. As a matter of fact, I am. I'm also an info. Oh, you are, aren't you? Well, so am I. You are? That's right. I guess the only thing, I, I won't be just having the pizza that you're delivering. Oh, I'm going to deliver some else than this pizza. Boom, boom, jiggy, boom, boom, What is this on your phone? You know why I thought of that wackiness? Because I actually had a friend of mine that actually happened to. I don't have, you know, in all seriousness, I don't have any porno anything on my phone. It's on my computer. <laughs> Just kidding. No, it's not right now, four minutes before I recorded this. But what I'm saying is he actually, because I, I set my phone up. Um, when I'm at home, it, it doesn't lock in the house because there's no one here but me. So it's not like a, someone's going to come bursting in. Normally when we burst into a stranger's house, we take lots and lots of their equipment. We tie, we tie them down and take their expensive equipment. But not this time. We only burst into this house to do this home invasion for the simple fact that we're going to take your phone and look at the videos of the Blasian Milfs with medium breasts and gigantic buttockses. And then we're going to show your neighbors and then we're going to break back in and give you your phone back. We're just the new thing. It's a new thing we've invented called home invasion neighborhood humiliation we don't actually steal anything we just humiliate you with the most embarrassing thing about your life now we're going to go across the street right now and burst into this guy's house because he likes to walk around cross-dressing we're going to film it well actually nowadays people realize that cross-dressing is really not that big of a deal it's, um, it's, it's a person's choice it doesn't really matter someone, no one, I mean you know somebody cross-dresses it's really not that big of a deal it is not nah no not really well he's gay too um, that's really not a big deal anymore. Oh, uh, I think we're gonna have to rethink this thing. Yeah, why don't you just get a job? Yeah, I think we're just gonna get jobs. I mean, as it turns out, we actually actually all have jobs. I don't even know we're doing the home invasion thing. We're we're risking going to jail for breaking and entering. We really have nothing to show for it. I mean, we break in just to embarrass people. I mean, this is I don't know. I mean. I have to go rethink my life. Well, I have to stop digressing on my podcast. Yeah, we we both need to work on something. Back to what I was saying. But what I'm saying is this is a friend of mine. He had his phone. And he actually had tons of porno on his phone. It's one thing to have links to a porn site. But when you download 75 porno movies to your SD card, you got a problem, my friend. The man had 72 full-length porno films on his gigantic SD card on his phone. Why? And that's what I asked him as I handed him his phone back in a plastic bag and boiled my hands because I was borrowing his phone to make a phone call. I'm like, first of all, I now know I will never touch your phone again. And from now on, when you come into my house and hang out, you are now to wear gloves at all times because I now know what you do whenever you're alone with your phone, you nasty bastard. But his wife found the phone and there were literally 72 full-length porno films. And I was disgusted not only by the fact that he had 72 full-length porno films, but the simple fact that he wasn't he was just lazy. 
I mean, if I put 72 films on, I'm just going to cut out everything that's just not the banging. Why would you keep all the dialogue, man? That's why I really had lost respect for the bastard. Going to take the whole film. Don't you realize you fast forward to the 17-minute sex scene, you take that part, you put that on your phone, which is something I would never do as soon as this podcast is over. So his wife finds it. She goes, what are you doing with 72? Only four porno films on your phone. And he's like, oh, baby, it's not what you think. I mean, it's better than cheating. You know, when I go on the road, you know, I don't want to, you know, I don't want people to think I'm some kind of freak by ordering, you know, 72 straight porno films off of, you know, off of the, the, the TV. So I figured I'd just take the porno with me, you know, and in that way, you know, I, I mean, I'm usually thinking about you when I, you know, I don't want to even... First of all, you're not thinking about me because, if to be honest with you, you could have just called me and we could have had some phone sex. Yes, but you're not a six foot eight blonde with one big breast and one little breast, and that's really what I was turned on by. What? I mean, that. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> FYI, that was one of the films. I was like, see, one of the films, you, 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 one of your things is women with really uneven breasts. I mean, that's like all women have one breast that's bigger than the other one. That's really not that big of a deal. Really? Well, watch film number 73, um, 70, 71. All right, let me see. Oh, dude, what is wrong with you? Hey, man, we all got our thing. I'm like, yes, never touch me again. Now, I know this segment is stupid. I know it's stupid, but let's be honest. Everything I talk about in some shows is just stupid, okay? You know what you signed up for, you knuckleheads. <laughs> but it's really weird when you see what's on people's phones, you know? You see what's on people's phones, it tells you so much about them. My phone is filled with nothing but Masterpiece Theater episodes. Um, my, you know, I have this idea of how to prove string theory. I have that on there. You know, I'm taking some trigonometry courses off of the uh, Khan University, uh, Khan Academy site, you know. Uh, A lot of TED Talks, you know. I'm working on a book called How to Improve Yourself Without Being a Disgusting Pig, even though you talk about weird crap on your podcast. I have that there. Uh, You know, I have a lot of things like that on there, you know, but uh, there's definitely not anything disgusting on my um, on my phone, you know, if you were to look at my phone, you would find nothing gross at all. I'm actually looking at your phone right now. <laughs> you you can't possibly be looking at my phone. My phone is locked. No, we're we're actually at your house right now. I'm actually looking at your phone right now. I'm gonna have to ask you to put that down. You have seventy two porno films full length on this phone. <laughs> That's my friend's phone. <laughs> You mean to tell me this whole time you're dissing an imaginary friend when you're the one with 72 full-length porno films on your phone? He left his phone here. <laughs> Just to me. Yeah, there's a picture. That you're, you, let me see. Let's see. The cell phone number for this phone. This is your cell phone number. I can't believe that guy spoofed my cell phone number. I mean, we're friends. Why would he do that? You... Here's your phone back. <laughs> well, I, I didn't ask you to touch my phone in the first place. And why are you handing me my phone back in a plastic bag? Because you're disgusting. That's why. <laughs> For the record, um, all the people listening to me, my bastards, I just want to let you know right now that that story was actually about a friend of mine and not me because I do not have 72 full-length disgusting porno films on my phone. That is wrong. 
Oh, he's, he is telling the truth. Thank you. I see. He has 74 disgusting films because I can see here that you downloaded two more, more disgusting films on your phone right before you did started doing your podcast. I don't know what you... Well, what are we... Blasian mills with medium-sized breasts and big buttockses? <laughs> You're fired. I'm not fired. I don't work for you. This is just you doing another voice and pretending that it's someone else. <laughs> no, it's not. Anyway, folks, I am... I just want to say right now that uh, this entire segment was just a comedy sketch, uh, a series of comedy vignettes and uh, kind of thing, and that I uh, absolutely under no circumstances <clears throat> do I have large numbers of uh, porno films uh, on my smartphone. And I, I don't even know what a Blasian MILF with medium-sized breasts and a big buttocks is. I have no idea. <clears throat> what what I didn't even, I don't even know what blazing is. I have no idea what that is, and I and quite frankly, I don't even know what pornography is. I've never actually seen <clears throat> any uh, porno films because I'm too enlightened for that. <laughs> Segment over. Well, guys, let me talk to you about this. I want to talk about motivation, my friends, because it's almost October, um, and there's a lot of things happening. There's two things happening in October that you know remind me of what I need to do. And I think what, what, and a lot of times what, what people need to do just in general. And what I mean by that is this, uh, quite frankly, is uh, late October uh, of this year, I turned 48. And late October this year, my podcast turns three. Okay. And these are two things that are incredibly important to me. Me still being alive, <laughs> which is important to everybody. <laughs> And the fact that this podcast, which I love very, very much, is about to turn three at the end of next month, October. And what's going through my mind right now is I know that the last three months of this year, October, November, December, will be me putting the final touches on some stuff that I want of, of uh, some material I want to take to the stage and bang it around and form it into the show that I want to tour the country with. Um, but it just made me go back to when I started doing comedy as a as a as a as a teenager. And I look back on it and I realize how much different my life would be right now. And I'm sure you can relate to this on some level with something in your life. How much different life would be for me right now if I was as motivated then as I am now? See, it was a good thing that I was naturally good at doing stand-up and I was able to write good jokes even as a kid and all of that kind of stuff. I mean, that's all cool, well, and good, which means I had a whole bunch of good shows right in the beginning, a couple of bad shows early, early, early on, but for the most part, successful shows. And it didn't require a ton of effort on my part. Now, I'm not saying that to be, oh, I'm so good, I'm so this, but I'm just, like, I'll be honest with you, you don't hear any comedic cadence in this voice right now. I'm telling you the truth. This, these are facts. And... The thing that's difficult that I think about that is essentially, and this may be true to you with, with certain things, is sometimes if things, even if if it's a difficult thing, if it if it comes too easily to you, sometimes you don't appreciate what you got. You don't. You don't. You don't. Right. I saw people on stage who weren't as able to get the kind of laughs that I was able to get easily, and it was very difficult for them, and they put in ridiculous amounts of work. 
you know, they were they busted their kicks and they worked every night and they worked and they killed themselves and they but they you know, you you try to you wanna hang out with them but they couldn't hang out and you found out they were back home rehearsing and writing and writing and rehearsing and rehearsing and writing and busting their ass and doing all of this crap. And I would get up at I would get up at seven o'clock in the morning and I'd write for two hours and I'm going, Well, that's enough and then I go to the stage uh, and then it would work. And you would think that that's a blessing. Wow, it came easy to you. You were doing good, and it didn't require that much effort. It's easy for you. This is great. And as it turns out, it was really not a blessing in, in some ways. It was more of a curse, if you really think about it. Because bad habits started to form. Because it was easy for me. I was, ex- I was happy and content getting a B. Right? Didn't think that, well, if I'm naturally getting a B without any effort, then I should be able to zoom to A plus pretty easily. If I bust my behind and work as hard as these people, they weren't even killing themselves to get a B. If I worked as hard as they did and I'd get an A plus, you would think logically that's what you would think. But that's not what I thought. And I was happy with my B. Just imagine that. Imagine if you could show up, if you showed up at high school or college and because you were a bit of a nerd, a knowledge nerd, and you thirsted for knowledge early on and you casually just accumulated knowledge because it was easy for your brain to just suck it in like a sponge. You showed up at high school and without even cracking a book, you could show up, know most of the work and get a B on tests without even trying. Now granted, your parents want you to get A's, but how do you, how do you chastise a B student? You kind of can't. You can't say a damn thing. Well, you get A's and B's. and You, you know, my my son, my daughter gets A's and B's at school. Oh, that's great. Oh, he's a B student. Oh, that's good. And they, they got to shut up. They don't start giving you a hard time till you start cracking down and getting a C. Well, what about you couldn't get a C? You had accumulated so much knowledge that in school you couldn't get a C. You're, you had B-level knowledge naturally. Same thing in college. You a B student, a solid B in college. They don't know that you're not trying. They don't know that you knew this stuff before you got there. They don't know that you're just really smart. They think you're cracking the books and killing yourself. No, you're not. You're, you're doing a handstand on a keg and sucking in some Coors Light or whatever the hell beer you're drinking at the stupid dorm. And everybody's going, man, this guy parties hard. I don't know how he gets a B. Well, it's not that hard for you. How do you motivate that guy? Your parents can't give you a hard time. I'm going to stop paying for your college because you're getting a B. They can't say that crap. They can't. Why? Because a B is good. But only you know that you could get an A plus if you applied yourself. But you're still thinking, I'm having fun. And this B is pretty easy. And in comedy, that's what happened to me. It was really easy to get a B no effort at all almost and that's and that's really not true it's not like I didn't try it's not like I didn't write like I said I'd write a couple hours a day but I didn't destroy myself like the other people did because you know so when I look back on it I realize man imagine how I mean as good as I am now imagine how good I would have been had I busted my ass back then well guess what I'm busting my ass now because I want to find out, can I get an A plus? Can I be as good as the people that I know that are famous right now that started out right around when I started out? Can I be as good as that? Hmm. Can I be as good as my heroes in comedy if I bust my ass? If a B comes to me easily, 
does that, I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean that just because a B comes to the easily that you could, that you're going to be able to get a, a B plus. You may just be a B plus guy, and you got to the B easily. You bust your ass, and all you can do is add the plus. You may not be able to get up to an A. You definitely may not be able to get to an A plus. And isn't that kind of annoying? That's kind of scary in a way, right? Maybe I'm only able to get become a little bit better than I am right now, and I can delude myself into thinking I can get an A plus if I don't apply myself. I always have the option of going, well, if I had tried, I would have gotten an A plus, but I didn't need to. You can say that, but what if you try and you're still at a B? You can't even get to the B plus. Oh, no. Now, all of a sudden, you're not happy with the B because now you realize that's what your ceiling is. Oh, no. You see that with rich kids sometimes, right? You know, like parents, they got an inheritance coming and they really think they accomplished something. Look at my car. Look at this place I got. Look at that. Nah, yeah, your parents bought that. That's not important. But what is important is I'm driving this Mercedes and I have this penthouse. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah, your parents got it for you. So what, man? No, walking around like they actually accomplished something. No, you didn't. The only thing you accomplished was you happened to be in that egg that dropped and you happened to be the sperm that got to the egg first to form you, punk. You didn't do anything but come out of the right balls and uterus, jackass. Some of these guys have all that money. They don't even do anything with it. They just run around and party and crap. Not realizing with all that money behind them, they could get the best education and they could actually literally make big improvements and change the world or at the very least be a productive citizen. But a lot of times it doesn't happen. And it's the same thing as the person with the B. How do you motivate somebody when they come from a rich family, a really rich family, and they know for a fact that they're going to get $30 million on the 18th birthday and another $100 million on the 21st birthday and it'll go up to a billion dollars on their 30th birthday? How the hell do you motivate that person with stuff? Well, I'll buy you a car. I own six car companies. It's part of the inheritance. I'm cool. I'll buy you a yacht. I mean, like that one. That's my Thursday yacht. What else you got? I'm going to introduce you to some hot woman. Hello, billionaire. (laughs) You know. Now, some of them do get motivated. Like, you know, like I would like to think that if I was in that situation, I would go, well, you know, I got all this money. I'm going to educate myself and do all these great things and do this and do that and do this. But some of them might be satisfied with this, with the B. They might be satisfied with the B. I already have all the money. I'm already getting it on with hot people. I already have the best cars, the bestest. I have to do nothing. The family business is going to run itself for the most part, and I don't really have to do anything. But what about you motivated to do more? What about you want to find out how productive a citizen you could become, how much of an impact you could make on the world? What about you start wondering about that? And to a much lesser extent, that's what's happening to me right now. I'm wondering, I'm just wondering how good of a stand-up comedian can S. Anthony Thomas be? Yes, I spoke about myself in the third person. Shut up, I'm making a point. How good of a podcaster can S. Anthony Thomas be? How good can the S. Anthony Says podcast be? How good could it be? So I made a promise to myself and I'm making a promise to the people listening to me and the promise to me, a uh, promise to the people who will go who are of the, of this audience, meaning you, you weirdos and of the people in the future who listen to this. And I am going to try to be the absolute best I could be. I'm not saying I'm not working hard now because I am, but I still think I could do more. 
I still think there's more that I could do to make myself even better. So I'm going to make that promise to me and to you regarding this podcast, regarding the stand-up show that I'm going to be doing next year, and regarding everything you ever see me do. You will never see me doing anything where I'm not giving my absolute best at all times because I think that I deserve it. I think that the people that honor me by listening to this deserve it. And the people that will honor me by showing up at whatever place I'm playing to stand on stage with a microphone in my hand and tell stories to people, I think they deserve it as well. So that's my promise. And I've already begun trying to do that already. Um, but definitely, definitely, hopefully everybody will see even an even bigger difference. And also um, constant improvement. Because I can think, I, th- I really think I can be much better at this and, and everything else. And you gotta, and, and I know that, that I know that you can relate to that. There's got to be something where, in you, if you're not one of those people that is just viciously motivated to be the best, the best, the best, the best, the best, the best, the best number one, number one, number one. If you're not one of those people, there's got to be something that you do that's important to you that maybe comes easily to you. And there's got to be a voice in your head, probably mine right now. <laughs> That says, you know, you can be better at that, right? It's not the best you can do. Come on now. Come on. You know you can make a better cabinet than that. Come on, man. What are you doing? Don't give that to your customer. I mean, it's good. The customer's not going to notice the difference. The customer's going to be really happy with the cabinet that you built from hand from scratch. But you know damn well you're a better carver than that. You can do better than that. You're more creative than that. Come on, you're a better doctor than that. You know, you were very, very cold when you talked to the patient. You gave them the right diagnosis. You gave them the right medication. But when you walked out of that room, they did not feel comfortable. You just kind of walked in. Here's this. Here's that. You have this. You have that. You're a better doctor than that. You should walk out of that room. You didn't even really touch the patient that much. You didn't put your hand on their shoulder. You didn't tell them everything was going to be okay. You were very, very matter-of-fact about everything. Your bedside manner wasn't what it should be. That's not good enough. You're a better delivery person than that. Yes, you got the product on the porch. You just tapped the door. You didn't knock on the door to make sure that there was anybody home. You didn't ring the bell. You just tapped the door and drove away. You know how cool it would have been if you tap, you knocked on the door and the person finally heard you and they came downstairs and they go, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean, I'm sorry. I didn't mean, oh, that's okay, ma'am. I just want to make sure you get the package here. Oh, thanks. That's really, really nice of you. You know, you could have done that, but you didn't want to because you're having a bad day. You know, daggone well, why are you put? why are you sending the food out like that? Granted, it's still going to taste pretty good, but you know, daggone well, you could have very, very easily just said to that customer, you know what? If you wait another five minutes, I want to make another batch of whatever it is, is, is that you ordered because this, I mean, this is going to taste pretty good, but it's not going to be as good as it could be fresh. And I don't really want to send that out to you. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to dump this and I'm going to make you a brand new one. It's only going to take about seven minutes. You got the time to do that? Oh, thanks a lot. Not a problem, man. I want to make sure I sent you out with some good food. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Right? Everybody knows a way that you can be a little bit better at something. Everybody knows it. You know you cut corners somewhere. I cut corners on some place and some things. I know I did it. You know, and a lot of times the people that you cut corners, they don't even realize that you cut corners. But you know. And there's a little part of you that's going, well, why did I do that? I could have done better than that. 
Doesn't it feel, isn't it? I mean, seriously, when somebody does something for you and you know they went out of their way to do that special thing for you, it feels pretty damn good that they did that special thing for you, doesn't it? Right. That's why your wife or your girlfriend is always really, really happy when they come home and there's rose petals on the floor and their favorite flowers on the table. And there's this that and the bubble bath and all of that crap. You don't normally do that. You both know that after you get it on, you're going to have to spend an hour vacuuming rose petals out of the damn carpet and all of that crap and scraping all of that food you ate off of each other's asses out of the bathtub. You know that's going to be a big pain in the ass to do that, but you did something special, right? She can even do something special for you. You ever been watching, a, you know, like I remember I did that podcast. I did a podcast where I did a thing about, you know, the, the guy going to the football game and his wife watched the sick kids while his punk ass was at the playoff game. If you listen to the pod, the last podcast, well, that's one of those things that people can do. She didn't have to let your punk ass go. She could have said, F that jackass, turn on the game, sit here with me, and let the kids puke on you too. I don't care about your stupid playoff tickets, punk. What's more important, the playoffs or your kids? Well, actually, she probably wouldn't ask that question because you might blurt out the honest answer and then she'll get in a running position, run towards you at a high rate of speed, jump in the edge she's horizontal and drop kick your punk ass and you don't want that. That's what birthdays are about. I mean, the only birthday that really matters is the first one when you're born. After that, it's just a day on the calendar, but everybody wants you to feel special. So they go out of their way to take some time away from their day, their activities, things that they need to do for themselves. They buy you a cake and an ice cream. They sit there and they celebrate the fact that you were born, that you exist. Happy birthday to, I'm not going to sing all of it because I don't know whether or not it's in public domain, but you know what I'm saying anniversaries you're celebrating the day you got married the only time the anniversary really means anything it actually doesn't really mean anything the only time it really matters is the actual day you got married that is just a date on the calendar after that but you want to signify to your significant other that they're so important to you that that specific day is so important to you that you want to remind them you want to go out of your way you want to do something extra that isn't really necessary but it's kind of necessary but it's not really necessary but it's kind of necessary you do a little more. You try to make it a little better every time. You try to do better on their birthdays and better on their anniversaries and better on your kids' graduation and a better gift and a better, better, better. You want to be a little bit better. It's always better to try to make things better. People always go, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Which is true. If it's not broke, don't fix it. You know, usually when you fix something, you take it apart and mess around with the parts and see this and look at that and do that and put this, that and glue this and check that and look at the schematics and this and that, all of that crap, and then put it all the way back together. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But that doesn't mean you can't make it better, right? You don't have to take it apart to make it better. And that's all I, I want to do is be better. And like I said, I know you can you can relate to that on some level, just being better at something. You know, there are things that you're doing that you know you could be better at. You know? And I'm going to pull it off. I can see myself pulling it off. I can see in these last three months of 2016 that things are lining up right for 2017 to be pretty nice for me and hopefully for you too. I hope 
that when you find that thing that you're good at or that thing that you want to make better, I hope you can figure out very quickly how to make whatever that is better for you. And I hope you're successful at making whatever that thing is better for you. I really do. And I think you will. You know why I think you will, my friends? One, because you're very, very intelligent people. You have great taste in podcasts and comedians. If you've been listening to me for a long period of time, obviously you're a very, very superior human being to the people that have not started listening to me yet because those people are a bunch of dopes. <laughs> I mean, those people who aren't listening to me, their lives will never be better. I mean, the simple fact that they haven't found this awesomeness, this incredible double quadruple incredibleness, in fact, quintuple incredibleness. See, I even make really, really hyperbolic compliments to myself even better. See how I did that? <laughs> What's the one for six? I'll look it up and use that later. <laughs> But in all seriousness, my friends, you know, I was just thinking about that. And I wanted to say this on the podcast, you know, because uh, I've gotten letters from people, um, you know, uh, letters. I mean, emails. The hell am I? Jesus Christ. I'm starting to sound like an old guy. And in my day, we used to have letters. We'd take ink and we'd write on these things called paper that were made from trees. Yes, paper is made. I'm not crazy. We chopped down trees and made paper out of them. And then we'd write on the paper and people would pick up the paper and unfold it. And then they would see the, the writing on the paper. And then, then, then they would understand it's when you put words on paper, it's literally just putting down your thoughts. And then when you mail it, yeah, mail. You know, we used to take the letters, we write on them, and we put them in an envelope, and we put them in a box. And then a guy in an ill-fitting uniform with a big giant bag on his shoulder would pick up the paper and put it in another building. And then they'd put it in an airplane or a car or a truck. And that car would drive to a location close to the house of the person we were writing the letter for. And then another person in an ill-fitting outfit with a big bag on his shoulder would take the paper, put it in the ill-fitting bag, get in one of these tiny trucks that looks like a golf cart that took steroids, drive to your house and stick it in a hole in your door and two days after you wrote it down, the paper will be at your house and the person you're riding to could look at the paper and read it and on that paper would be your, your thoughts. They would literally be able to read words on paper and, and upon reading the words on the paper your thoughts would be in their heads. It would just take two days it took two days, Grandpa. I, I actually write stuff for some people on my phone and it's there in less than a second. I don't care about that, you wacky kids. <laughs> <coughs> but, you know, like I said, I mean, I, you know, I just I just want you to, 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 to have all the good stuff that you want. You know what I mean? Because I know that, you, that when you guys write to me and you say that this stuff, you know, you, you dig the comedy. But when I put on a uh, segment where I'm talking about serious crap, and this is one of the cool things, too, is that people actually listen to it, relate to it. And a lot of people have said that, um, that, that it felt cool that someone else that they listened to understood some of the things that they were going through as well. And I do. And I appreciate you. So... Like I said, I'm going to do my best to try to make everything better and give everything I can and 
viciously bust my ass to be the best I can be at this and all the other stuff that I'll be showing you off, showing off for you guys and putting out there for everybody that's you know, listeners of mine and fans of the stand-up and all of that kind of stuff. I promise you everything you see will be me working my best and busting my ass to make to put the best shit out there for you. I give you my word for that. Okay, I promise you that. And um, I mean, another people are going, well, what the fuck were you doing the past three years on your podcast? Winging it? No, I was working hard, but I realized that, you know, if you, if you step back and look at what you're doing, you could figure out a way. Go, oh, I could be better here, 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 and here, and that will drastically improve what I'm doing. Same thing with the, the stand-up, and I realized that. You know, sometimes when you're middle, in the middle of the process, you don't realize the things that you're not doing. And um, so, like I said, I, f- I figured out where some of my mistakes were, a lot of my mistakes were, and I'm going to eliminate them and, and put out better stuff for you, I promise, okay? So um, there you go. And, um, and thank you for everything, my friends. Segment over. All right. Uh, yeah, you think these jackasses are buying this crap? <laughs> I'm not doing a damn thing. In fact, I'm not even writing any words down for the podcast anymore. I'm just going to, like, think of shit and say it randomly. What the hell do I care what their punk asses think? I got those losers wrapped around my finger, right? They write me these emails. Oh, I love you, show you the greatest. Of course I'm the greatest loser, you punk-ass listener. I'm the best. Don't they realize the best podcast of all time is any time I'm on any podcast? I ain't putting any extra work. In fact, they think I'm writing new stand-up material. Get the hell, I've been doing stand-up for 30 years. I just got a whole bunch of, I got hours and hours and hours of material sitting in a friggin' box. I'm just going to scrape out some of the dregs that I did back in the day that nobody ever saw and pass it off as new material. You think I'm going to put in all that extra work for what? Bunch of chumps. They got to be kidding me. Shit. Half the time, I'm not even the one doing the podcast. I just got a friend of mine that does an impression of me, and I have him do the crap. I'm going to put in all this work for some podcasts. Hell no. Shit, let me get a job on a radio station and people the podcast. I'll drop this bullshit so fast. I know, independent media, get the hell out of here. I want to sell out so bad they don't even understand. Let me get a TV program. Shit. Oh, I hope everything works out better for everybody. I don't give a crap about things happening better for anybody that ain't me. All I know is what I plan on doing is finding the hottest women in my podcast audience and banging the crap out of them. And then the dudes, I don't even care about the dudes. The hell I care about their punk asses. They don't have vaginas. I mean, I know that's a bad thing to say, but I just trying to find some hot broads to nail, you know. I got these fools thinking that I have liberal politics and I'm a nice guy. Hell no. I want to nail broads. That's right. I don't even know. I wish there was no dudes in my audience in the first place. I can't bang them. I think I care about dudes. Please. Oh, man. I'm sitting there. The people think I have a nice voice. Get out of here. I sound like this. I put that fake nice voice on for their punk asses. I never liked them. I only wanted to do this podcast for like a week, but all of a sudden people started listening to this stupid shit. I get, oh, God. Anyway, uh, yeah, you know, I'm pretty much done. Uh, I'm almost done with this week's podcast for these chumps. I mean, really, I don't even like them. These people stink. All of them. Uh, 
Why is that red light still on? Really? Uh, hold on for a second. <clears throat> Hi, guys. Did you like that little comedy sketch I did just now about not really being a guy who likes regular people and really just wants to bang people in his audience and that I don't like my audience, which is 50.9% men? I just want to say right now, obviously, that that was a comedy sketch. Uh, I uh, I love all the guys in my audience. I think you're very important. And I, of course, have no interest in banging the crap out of the female members of my audience. I'm not that type of guy. I'm really, really just looking uh, to find a wonderful woman to spend my life with and have 2.5 kids. And, of course, I'm going to do nothing but write poetry and maybe have sex if she if she wants me to have sex with her. But for the most part, I'm not even going to try to have sex with her because, you know, I don't want her to feel that I'm objectifying her. But uh, for the record, what you just heard right now, of course, was nothing more than a comedy sketch. <laughs> and for the record, this really is my voice. <laughs> oh, God, wasn't that a funny sketch that I just did there, which really was not my real feelings? <laughs> okay, well, this time the segment really is over. Okay, <laughs> segment over. What the hell is wrong with you, jackass? I told you to turn off the shit. Okay, I hope these losers bought that nice voice crap, but they, this is still recording. <clears throat> Hi, guys. <laughs> Once again, <laughs> just now that was um, uh, me be, be doing a comedy sketch about calling you chumps. I mean, of course, I don't... I call you the wonderful people <laughs> make sure you push the button down for real this time you moron <laughs> a segment over lovelies love you guys you're the best segment over well folks this has been episode number 234 of the s anthony says podcast well, i just want to thank you guys for listening man i really appreciate you i want to thank you guys for you know listening and all the kind words that you say and and uh, do me a favor and follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter at at S. Anthony Thomas. The show's Twitter is at S. Anthony Says. Those are also uh, the two periscopes uh, that I have. And I'm going to be using that um, a lot more starting next year. And I'll probably throw some stuff on before that. Uh, I'm on uh, Instagram, of course, surprisingly enough, S. Anthony Thomas. And uh, more than anything else, I want to thank you guys for listening. Like I said, uh, for those of you that know the email, because some of you have been using it, the new email address is talktosanthony at gmail.com, T-A-L-K-T-O-S-Anthony at gmail.com. And uh, like I said, man, you guys rock, man. You guys really, really rock. I, I you know, I, I thank you guys after every episode, you know, for the kind words and all of that kind of stuff. But I really do appreciate it. I mean, if you, somebody says really cool things about the work. Uh, that you do and the things that that really mean a lot to you and they enjoy it and all of that cool stuff then you have no choice but to be honest and say that it feels great to hear that people like the show that it means something to them and um and it means something to me that it means something to you so i want to thank you guys like i said very very much for that and i will talk to you next week and quite frankly, it doesn't matter to me whether you listen to this podcast on a lawnmower, on a treadmill, running down the streets. I don't care what you're doing. If you're on your phone, it doesn't matter to me in your car. I just want to say I appreciate you. And on the count of three, I'm going to say goodbye the way I always say goodbye. And I want you to say it with me. S. Huh? What do you mean? I should count first? You mean I should actually count when I say on the count of three? A silent count isn't good enough. I'm on. I'm, it's like a road game. I wanted to do a silent count. All right, I'll count out loud. One, two, three. S. Anthony. Out.